There is no winning in Mario Party, you know this. Yeah, everybody loses, even Cowboy Mario. I'm a number one. Wait, who was that? Was that yeah, Waluigi? Was that Toad? It was Wogo. Oh, man. Oh, Peach's second about... son. Throwback, throwback, man. Forgot about I haven't Wogo. heard that name in years. <laughs> what is Wogo? I haven't heard it in years either. <laughs> what is Wogo? <laughs> it feels like I've never heard that name. What is Wogo? <laughs> is it Wogo? It means, uh. It means go easy. I just kind of saw it while you started, and for, for science. the synapses fired. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I get it. Anyway, as you've surely gathered by now, this is our tech podcast where we just take two pieces of technology and jam them together in unexpected ways and see what see what'll happen. So Ray's doing exactly what. We, okay, he's got a fidget spinner now, and I guess that's also being combined with the oh a flashlight. That's that looks weird on the camera. Uh-huh. Yep. And now, oh, it's is that a sonic screwdriver? No, it's a it's a it's a thing I got from an animal. You have a carabiner too? That's three pieces of technology. That's too many. Terrence, what do you think? Are, are we recording a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, it's welcome to two two tech 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 mobile. Gross. I'm making a lot of noise, so I apologize. Oh, sorry. I'll just here comes over witch with Joe, Terrence, and Ray. This week, it's me. I'm Joe, and I'm your best friend. Woo. I'm Terrence. How's it going? I, I'm Ray. What's up? Yeah, and we're the crew that's going to take you on a fantastical tour through the world of Overwatch and then talk to you about some other shit. So get ready. First off, what's new in Overwatch? Tell me, boys. And I really like this guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't like him anymore. Was that was that over? Was that too much? Can we stop playing Mario Party? Those are Mario Party punch efforts. What's a Mario? In case you guys are wondering, I also don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, well, Taryn said make some noise, and I just went with it. And then... I never said that. Oh, did I? Yes, Wait, you did. I, I might have. Oh, okay. Well, you know. That's embarrassing. I don't know why you're not allowing me to just live in this character while we continue through the podcast. Oh, man. It just feels so bad on my ears, Joe. It just really does. Do you want me to just start from the beginning again? No, I will start. I will start. I did not play. You didn't do anything. I actually didn't play, like, at all this week. Like, I think I played once. I I didn't play Overwatch this week, you guys. And you know, that really sucks because last episode I talked about how we were all getting into this groove of playing you, more Overwatch. We did. We did all play a lot after the last episode came out. Because that was when we played a ton of competitive games. What? We, we, played thought... a, we played a lot more competitive games that night or maybe the night after, but we haven't played it all since then because everyone's been very busy. Because real life sucks. Mm-hmm. But the thing is... Overwatch has has also been like 
in a weird state of not too much going on. So we kind of lucked out. It kind of like meshed pretty well with that. Uh, I will say this. When is Brigitte being nerfed? Yeah. Like, I, I, I would like her to be nerfed because I understand how specific she is and how much different she is than everybody else. But come on. She's so like, strong. really? Really? Come on. You sound like, like the fact when that Moira Armor came out. I didn't actually say those things when Moira came out. Remember, I wasn't a big fan of Moira. I know that um our buddy Jeff uh felt like she was very overpowered. I think her range is like like whoa, like I'm always thrown off by her range of her attack, mm-hmm. but I'm always like when I really think about it, her attack doesn't do that much damage. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm like, oh, okay, it doesn't really no, it doesn't. you know. But Brigitte, holy cow, like I I feel like the only reason why I can't call her overpowered is because her wax don't do that much damage. But shutting down half the cast yourself is kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know I and as a healer, like come on, come on. But yeah, that's that's my banter about Overwatch this week. I welcome all of the the anti dive that she does because we really needed it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, who as... do you think? Who do you, if I may, who do you think need it to be shut down by Brigida? Any of the dive or what tanks? Do you think needs Tracer, to be Genji, even Reaper. You think uh, Genji needed to be shut down? I feel like mm-hmm. Genji is one of the only characters that I really don't for support. Feel like you don't play support. Okay, yeah, okay, I understand. There is a support that can shut down dives and Genjis and tracers now, and that is huge to me as a support uh-huh. player. But what about also shutting down like almost every tank? Even better, like like legitimately almost every tank. <laughs> Even better because. I, you know, a lot of the meta has been Winston Diva or Winston Reinhardt, Reinhardt Diva, and they all dive. But, like, this lets, you know, Zarya and Roadhog step up a bit because they're not dive tanks. And honestly, Brigida can't do much against them because Zarya has her bubble still, and Roadhog mm-hmm. is just a big pool of health. A big boy. Mm-hmm. He's just a big, big boy. boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Who can also heal himself. She puts out a ton of healing, and her the fact that her stun is on a five second cooldown is ridiculous. is is way too low of a cooldown. But I'm with Ray overall. I think uh, it's it's it is in, it is incredible how much she changes the games, and it is incredible the difference between between playing competitive because she's not in the competitive yet. She won't be until season ten. Um, and playing quick play where she's in every game and Mm -hmm. what i really like about her being as strong as she is uh is how much it will change the meta and how much like i i feel like anna is gonna make a comeback because having her anti-nades against brigida's healing is super important um quick question yeah does the anti-nade block the armor? I don't think so. From Rally? Okay. I don't think so. Mm. I think it would... Oh, no, I just mean her, like... From her, her... E? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it, it would won't. because... Yeah, yeah, I think no, it would well, block it. Well, when you throw it out, it does healing first. If they're already... A, they won't be at full when you hit them with an anti-nade. Right. Because they take some damage, and they're purple, so they won't be able to heal. Right. They only get that bonus armor if they're at full health. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, Got it. That makes sense. But I mean, the re- my my you know completely not even my most casual opinion 
is coming from the fact that, like, before Brigitte, that was just, I mean, she's definitely changing the game. Like, I, I, I applaud that. That's always cool. I'm always looking for those huge changes that are actually changing the game mm-hmm. as opposed to just one or two aspects. But, like, my thing is, like, show me a character who's a hard counter to Brigitte. You know? Like, show me a Brigitte. character. Brigitte. Farah. 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 Okay, and, that's fair. And but, I mean. That's yeah. pretty much it. I mean, but if you're not prepared to handle Farah before Brigitte even became a thing, right. like, you're doing it all wrong. Right. And on top of that, um. Like, I, I guess Sombra's pretty good for Brigida. I mean, Sombra can't really do anything. I feel like Brigida, it's everybody else's job to kill Brigida after Sombra, like, hacks yeah. her. But, like, but, um, you know, when it comes, like, I understand her place and how it, like, definitely changes the game. But I need to see how it makes the game still fair for everyone. As opposed to it just being like, well, we just need, kind of like in Pokemon, I know this is a weird jump, but fairies being the cripple the kryptonite to dragon types it just being like a boom we're just gonna close out that whole section as and that kind of mm-hmm. like changes the game as but i want to see how brigida changes the game as opposed to just shutting down yeah that that's fair because like i will say so i've been playing a lot of mystery out of what i have been playing and mm-hmm. i've played brigida a few times and god she is fun as hell um mm-hmm. getting stunned by her over and over again sucks like playing against her is not fun right now, and the other thing is like I've been playing, I've been picking up Genji a couple of times in those in those mystery hero games and like having a shit ton of fun, but like it felt before like Genji was in the right spot, where mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that really didn't have much to say to him, and then there were people like Zarya and Winston and um, what Moira. Who like Moira was already good at anti dive, yeah. Uh-huh. Not not unstoppable. Not like okay, well I'm also a tank back here on the back line, but she could like at least pester people enough to make them think twice or, or be careful about choosing their picks. And now it just feels like Genji. It's really hard to to be on a field where Genji can have the freedom that he's meant to have because. It's annoying to have a Genji in your back line picking at people and constantly running away and and not you know you're not able to finish him off because he's got deflect he's got the mobility he's supposed to be annoying he's supposed to be in the yeah. back line and getting picks and like or at least getting pick damage and it it feels like with the addition of Moira or with the addition of Brigitte he he's one character that feels like even more shut down which is yeah, weird yeah. like I never thought there would be a time when Genji was like bad like there are plenty of bad yeah. genji players which make it feel like he's For bad sure. but as a, as a For unit sure. in this game um and the way he interacts in the field it just he feels way less powerful yeah. there's a it like she not only adds another shield which is always a problem for genji but now it's a support that he can't take out which is his job mm-hmm. you know and i understand from a support standpoint that genjis are really annoying to deal with but even before brigida came out if the team was good and knew how to support their supports genji wasn't that big of an issue right. and yeah genji like if you look at his matchups over half the cast have like proficiency against genji uh the thing I, that bothered me about brigida particularly is that she not only shuts down tanks but she shuts down dps at an alarming rate mm-hmm. i mean how many dps besides fara are, are a good pick on her mm-hmm. like even as a sniper if you know there's a sniper you just put up your shield and when you have your shield up you don't even have to put it down you can stun people 
and then wait five seconds and then stun somebody else, you know? Like, it's intense. And, um, like, I, can, I don't even know who she would have a problem with. Junk like, if she's, if she's looking... Range is a problem. Junkrat, yeah. Range is a problem for her. Range is a problem for her, be... but it's not even that big of a problem. Like, yeah, her flail yeah. is pretty long... You're, you're always fighting on a corner, right? You're never fighting mm-hmm. in a long, open corridor. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and even if you are, she can put up her shield and grab a few meters if Widowmaker's looking at her. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. She's got a shield. Um, plus, she she synergizes really well with Reinhardt, which is great because Reinhardt's coming back and he's not as weak as he once was. But, like, I, 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 just, I guess I just want to repeat what I said last week where... It's like, they said that she'd be meta-changing. She absolutely is going to be. I'm interested Mm -hmm. in seeing where the dust settles. I think she's not quite right yet. I think she's a little over-tuned. A little bit. But heroes usually are when they enter the game. And most games. Yeah, that's true. Moira still hasn't gotten any nerfs. Right. And I don't think that... I've always said that Moira is very strong. And I still feel that way. She is very strong. But she's not overpowered. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. She's either. a very she good a really healer. Nice flavor to it. And, yeah. and one thing that I want to say, like, I, I I see people. I see it a lot. I see Moira Brigitta, and I don't understand what the pull is for that because they're the only two healers that can't consistently heal. Right? Like, they can both yeah. be in a situation where they can't put out healing, and that sucks. Like that. That can be. Yeah. That can be pretty detrimental but you know whatever just a thought uh, ray you're the but, support player what what do you think about yeah all i was about this? to ask you ray what is uh, uh besides what do you think about all this i have a backup question when you're playing brigida do you feel like do you feel the difference in playing other healers where it's i feel like supporting brigida is not as hugely like unbelievably necessary as it is for supporting mercy or supporting anna mm-hmm. you know who can't do these things that they need to do to stay alive yeah I feel but. safer playing Brigida. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do. I, I as a support player, I don't. I am. I don't feel the need to call out to you guys as much. And mm-hmm. it, like Moira, she can. She can make plays. Um, she she can definitely make major plays and carry teams, if need be. And I That's do. That's right. She can carry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do agree that she's a little overpowered right now. But that's what everybody thought with Moira when she came out. I think we're still in that stage where we're trying to figure out what's good against her, what's bad against her. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. it's only been, what, a week and a half, mm-hmm. two weeks? Everybody's still figuring out, like, everybody's figuring out where she, what she's good at. Now people are figuring out what's good against her. Here's the thing. Uh, they're, up to this point, there have not been many characters that have had stuns or, or any mm-hmm. kind of like, and the, those characters have drawbacks. Like may wants to free somebody. She has to be on them for a while with that gun. And then like McCree and Roadhog both have stuns, but they're high commitment because they're high cooldown. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. you don't have any protection afterwards. Same thing with Anna. Like if you miss that sleep dart, if you miss the, um, the flashbang and in some cases of the Roadhog, if you miss the hood, you're fucked. Like they're like, oh, they just use that that skill, and now I know they're totally vulnerable. Well, well, Brigida still has a huge kit after that, including the 600 health barrier. Um, like that's that's a big deal. And so, like now there's another stun in the game, and all of a sudden it feels like too much. 
Um, and I think it's just because of how often she can use it and how often she can use it because she does it's low commitment, right? She misses with a stun. Well, now it's on cooldown and she has her barrier. Like mm -hmm. she, she's not really risking a lot. You, you don't see flashbang come out on cooldown because you see flashbang when you need flashbang. Mm -hmm. I would argue you're right. You're right. But I would argue that even though her stun is low commitment, you still need to know which targets you need to stun. You can't just be For stunning sure. everybody. Absolutely. But you also can. And people you can, do. But will it contribute anything significant? It, not always. It might. It, it not might. always, but if you if you throw like she has a lot more spaghetti to throw at the wall and see what sticks. Basically. She's definitely an easier character to use. Yes. Yeah. I, I maybe and maybe it's just the fact that I'm playing tank, right? You know, I'm I am up in the front line, I'm in everybody's faces, so I'm susceptible to way more stuns now. Um, it really sucks when I'm playing Reinhardt or something and I got my shield up or when I'm playing D.Va and I'm like, okay, I have to block this, you know, I have to block this big damage that's coming in and then all of a sudden I'm stunned. Like, a flashbang would get eaten. A hook, you know, mm -hmm. I would at least see it coming. Same thing with Doomfist. You really can't, I mean, okay. You can predict Brigitte. You can predict her stun. Um, but it's more of a positioning thing, and I that is fair. That's something that I just haven't gotten used to yet, is seeing it. her, like, it took a long time to get used to Roadhog, and, like, this area around Roadhog is dangerous until he uses Hook, and then I know it's safer, whereas Brigitte is, like, it's still, like, it's hard to keep an eye on her, or it's hard to know always this little bubble around her. If you're in here, you're susceptible to stun, so you have to be careful of that. So I guess that that's fair. I just I just still feel like the cooldown is too low, but that's. I mean, that's I don't play tanks that much, and you mm -hmm. do, so there's gonna be a difference. I mean, and in even our with DPS, you know, like me, like I've never I've, I've never had to deal with a support character who I didn't think I can take on a one on one. But now, like all the DPS I play, I can't take on a one on one. That, you know, and and my yeah. job I can't. You know, yeah. and that's a support that I can't take out. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's and it's also it's a really difference intense. between you being able to like sneak into the back line and pick her off, which you shouldn't always be able yeah. to do. And you being caught in a corridor alone with her, in which case the DPA oh, yeah, should always win like, that duel. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's what I'm talking about. It's so nuts because like, if I see her, I'm like, Oh crap. Like she's on this end of the back line. Like she's closer to me. So that means she's going to smack me up. I can't get out of there. Cause uh, obviously they've been trying to tip the scale a little bit because DPS have been on top. And that's how it usually goes for most mm -hmm. games, but DPS aren't seeming, on top anymore mm. like for overwatch i don't feel like dps are the victors and but like like i said with literally any other game they're the people who win the game for you and i feel like they almost overcorrected. I, I guess what it does though it is it makes you have to be a much more smart dps like it almost becomes as technical as being a healer where it's like who can you kill how do you kill them what do you use to like get that one kill because it's not it's no longer about how many people can i kill unless you're far or junkrat but, you know, like, without if I'm Genji, I can't kill everyone. I can't be like, I'm just going to go in there and kill as many people as I can. Uh, and I know that's just like a juvenile, uh, not juvenile, but like a really basic, like, casual gameplay mindset. But you can't even casually, you know, mm. just start going a murder spree with Genji. Yeah. You know, and like, it, that, that's unheard of. It's me. also interesting that you say that to me because I feel like with the addition of Brigitte, it really, if we're being honest, it really does open up triple DPS as being more viable because 
because if Brigitte is paying attention, uh, she is totally fine as a support and also as an off tank. Like okay. her alone could really fill two roles. You have another tank who is there to actually like lift the muscle and keep your support safe and your your DPS, like I mean, you've got McCree or some or soldier sitting behind a Reinhardt shield, well what, Reaper is man, I feel like we're gonna see more Reaper. Because Reaper's Reaper is one of the few people who can like get enough damage quickly enough onto Brigitte. Maybe Bastion yeah, would be yeah. like more I don't know. It's really it's really unpredictable. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I want to make one last comment before we move on about Brigida. Um, her and Moira have been pushing more towards team and group play. Yes. Which is good. Yes. Brigida yeah. is very bad alone. Yeah. She she can be she taken can, out alone pretty quickly. Yeah. She she can survive on her own, but she can't do anything alone. Yes, that's true. And. Yeah. Team play does not necessarily mean that everyone has to be all grouped up, but Brigida and Moira have also also contributed to probably bringing back Deathball, um, Mm -hmm. where where the whole team just groups up and goes in in one massive massive army, like all charge the point at the same time, and um, you know Brigida's swinging her flail around and getting a ton of healing in, and Moira same thing. The burst healing and like the the team healing that both of them bring together, I think is interesting. Yes, I, I think on attack that they probably work together really well. I'm just worried about them on defense because I mentioned them as a pair earlier, um, not being able to sustain. Yeah, and I feel like one of those supports who can get them back to the point on defense is very important. So, I I think Mercy is still one of those people who is like if you're defending, especially on the first mm-hmm. point. You need to have mm-hmm. her there. Like mm-hmm. she needs to be able to keep the the push mm-hmm. like from moving forward. Because if if one solid person gets taken down, even if they have a healer, you know, if we take down a tank and on mm-hmm. if the, one of your tanks go down, like you're you're pretty much. I mean, very often are you put in a scenario where you're kind of screwed mm-hmm. because yeah. it's like they're just gonna bring in the damage. They got spawn advantage no matter who we kill. They still got that backup coming soon if if we're not winning the team fight. You know. Right. I want to talk about what I did in Overwatch. Please. What did you do in Overwatch? I played some solo games because we were all very busy this week, and it was okay. It was. It reminded me how much I missed my friends. Uh, I only played, like, three solo games, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Uh, one of them was I was up against six supports, and they won because they could sustain each other. No mercy. Just... All the other supports that, were there. That comp can't fail. No, that it really can't now, fail. especially with Brigida <laughs> in the mix giving everybody shield or uh, uh, oh. armor, and then Symmetra giving shields. Mm-hmm. It's just Lucio yep. keeping the music. That actually oh, man. that reminds yeah. me of something that like that I did want to talk about is after after we recorded last time we played some no limits games, and let me tell you something that if you can get some friends together is fun one hundred percent of the time is have at least having. Two Symmetras and one Brigida. I would say three Symmetras on point A if you're you're defending, okay? And that third Symmetra brings out the teleporter on point A. If you get pushed back to point B, both of your Symmetras have shield generators. Your Brigida gives you rally, and then you're walking around as a 500 health Reaper. And what Everybody's the fuck? Everybody's a tank. <laughs> Everybody's, Everybody's a, tank a tank with 150 health at least of shields, which 
come back mm. when when you're out of combat for a second. That's insane. Seeing how high those those uh, health health bars got, and we were completely we we lost the point A like very quickly, but uh, we held point B f- for the rest of the time, and they really didn't have uh, a chance. It so. was a boring game after that. I was just it was not running boring. around. I wasn't well. That's fair. I wasn't okay, playing Brigida. <laughs> I was tra- I was desperately trying to find people to heal with my E to build up my ult again. That was it. <laughs> because the the other team would not push in because they were so scared. They of couldn't. Everyone. Every time they came in, like, they, I'm not gonna lose that one on one when I have twice as much health as you. You know what I always think it would be fun, hmm. just because it would just be really stupid. I think that two Torbjorns and four Bastions would be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Just Bastions and Torbjorns like watching each other and just like shooting at literally doubling up on Torbjorns in. is always scary, <laughs> especially uh, with the armor that he, he puts out. Like I've been seeing that a lot too. Uh, like I, I feel like Symmetra's coming back, and or anyone with shields plus Torbjorn and Brigida, like. The the adi- the additional armor and the additional shields, giving your team bigger health pools, is part of. I don't want to say the meta yet, but I've been seeing that happen a lot more, in quick play since Brigida came out. Yeah, because she has a different thing. She has a, a, a third stack. Mm-hmm. Like that's freaking nuts. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So what else? That's our analysis of Brigida yes. since she came out. I want to talk about a few general updates that happened since Brigida came out. There aren't that many, but there is a thing about turrets targeting barriers instead of actual characters. And now turrets focus on characters behind the barriers instead of just shooting at barriers now, which is interesting to me because if you walk out of that barrier, you're going to get shot and it's not going to be shooting that barrier. Right. Yes, and that actually reminds me of something that I wanted to talk about before. With Brigida's new shield, I feel like burning barriers is going to be more important to the game now. It's something that at lower levels of play don't really think about all that much, like not not consistently, and I think it's going to be even more important now, which is why I think Bastion might actually become... Or what do you think about the strategy of like using characters to ignore barriers? Like who? Like, Symmetra. Like Doomfist, Brigida. Like, yeah, Brigida. Yeah, just people who just like go and say... Symmetra oh, doesn't have, you have a barrier, barriers. that's cool. Her, her second no, she does shot not. does. Oh, that's oh true. yeah, her, her, her secondary her, her fire does. That's true. And Ryan Hart's like, Ryan Hart, like, like a comp of people mm-hmm. who just say, oh, you have a well, barrier. And all of those people are care. also people that ignore Genji, like, and deflect, and... Oh, yeah. Which if okay, they could get, they could let him reflect more things. Like, what if they just gave him the ability to reflect Reinhardt's like wave? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Wait, that would be pretty like cool. His like his oh his shatter, you his hammer no, down. Absolutely oh, his, not. Wait, his fire. You guys know what I'm talking. Fire blast strike. Fire strike. He does yeah, the fire. He, like, he reflects strike. that. He yeah. does. Yeah. Oh what. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I've been killed by you guys. That. I just came ten percent more of a Genji. I player. want him there to deflect. Go. I want him to deflect charge. I want him to deflect Symmetra oh. beams. Symmetra what? Beam? Oh. Beams. <laughs> Symmetra. Give Genji Symmetra beams. I think deflection. he should be able to reflect. I think that'd be cool if they like made a specific animation for him reflecting uh, Brigitte's flail. And, like It gets tied up and like both of them can't move for a little mm. bit. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be dope. They both get that'd stunned. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And this week in Owl News, right? Yeah. 
Um, so some new stuff is going on in the owl. I was going to look it up and I forgot to. For those who don't know, it is Overwatch League. Not an actual. Professionals play. Overwatch League Stage 3 begins... Tomorrow. Tomorrow. uh, As we're recording this and hopefully as this is released. April 4th um, is when... When did this stage day? three begins? So that's what I said, but again in a different way. Um, and there are <laughs> some changes. There have been a lot of shakeups with the teams, um, and it's not really a whole lot I want to go into because a lot of it's mostly drama. And apparently, Blizzard has some really weird rules that they have these kids following, and it's kind of unfortunate, but not something we're going to get into right now. Um, the specific thing that I wanted to bring up is that Gaguri is starting uh, in Stage 3, and I'm excited to see that she's playing for the Shanghai Dragons. I'm also a little concerned. That's really exciting. I'm a little concerned because she has already mentioned several times that she's very anxious about doing this. She's anxious about like looking bad on camera and like you know probably receiving death threats like Zoe did. Yeah. And I mean, like it's going to happen. It's going to happen and it sucks. Happen. On top of the fact that um we just learned that Shanghai Dragons are dropping their one of their best DPS players and honestly from the few games that I watched like the only da- name that I remember they're dropping undead. So like they have they haven't won a single game yet. They have even less of a chance of winning now, I think, but I'm really hoping for them to get a victory, I want Gaguri to come out and kick some fucking ass. I'm so I in her I want corner. her to carry the team to I, victory. Like, I want Shanghai Dragons to win now. Like, I didn't care about it before. <laughs> I really wanted her I to want... be on the Glads or something. but <laughs> I want her to be the reason they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, even losing their best DPS. Yeah, yeah. I want them... I want her to be the one that carries the team to their first victory. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hopes. Yes. I that I'm might be too well. much to hope for because that's like not yeah, because she's not good enough or anything, but because that's a ton to expect of one person in a team sport. We'll but see. Wishing I'm, her well. Fingers crossed. Um and let's see, the Shanghai Dragons they actually play the first uh game in the first stage tomorrow against Dallas oh. Fuel, who are kind of a mm-hmm. fucking mess right now, so Maybe it could be it. Like I, I will probably try to make time and watch that. And uh, I'm gonna go watch that. As if soon I don't, as I get I'll definitely watch the video on demand. Anyway, I think that's pretty much everything going on in Overwatch right now. Oh, Uprising is coming up. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. No, it's also uh, I've heard things that it's not gonna be called Uprising, but instead it's gonna focus. Every year is going to focus on the history of Overwatch. So there's rumors, rumors, I don't know if it's true, that this year is going to focus, the new event is going to focus on Blackwatch. But they're also going to bring back Uprising, obviously. Like, they're not going to get rid of all the old events. Good. Well, I'm looking um, forward to that because um, a lot of those skins starts... are super cool. Starts next week, I think. Oh, April 10th or something. I'm not... I might have to actually buy the game Overwatch. <laughs> Yeah, Terrence has been <laughs> renting it from Family Video repeatedly. Uh, that is not canon. Okay, he's been renting terrible. it from Thank Gamefly you, repeatedly. Oh my, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh my god. What a burn. 
And then, oh, I think that's the music. I think I think that's. Oh, I think yeah. oh, oh, the music. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank God we got out of there when we did. Yeah, yeah. Good job, oh, Terrence. <laughs> Speaking of getting out, <laughs> guess we found a way out of there. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah, you made that joke at the um, beginning of last episode. I realized I did actually. <laughs> Here, let me say it right. Do you guys want to try again? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, I hear the music. No. Good thing no. we found a way out <laughs> of there. I can't do it. I, God dang it, Ray. <laughs> I'll find a way out of this mess, too. In case you guys are wondering, no character in the game, A Way Out, which we are reviewing in case you didn't <laughs> understand, sounds like that. <laughs> okay. A Way Out is a video game, according to Google. Um, which <laughs> was... <laughs> I almost started reading the ratings. Um, it was released on <laughs> it was released on March twenty third, uh, so just very recently, and it's available on uh, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and Microsoft Windows with the crossplay thing. It's not on Steam, um, so just those two major major platforms. That was air quotes, um, and it was developed by Hazelight Studios, um, and there are a lot of really interesting things about this game. Um, starting with the fact that it must be played two-player co-op. You can't play it alone, and you have to play the whole thing with a friend. It's about eight, six to eight hours long. So I love a game that's so daring that it assumes that everyone has friends now. It doesn't assume that everyone has friends. It assumes that people who will buy and play the game have friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it encourages you to go out there and make, make a friend in case you don't have them. Right, so Ray and I played through the whole thing, and it took us about seven, seven and a half hours. What did you think of it, Ray? I thought it was a very good experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say it was a good game, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's definitely worth experiencing. It's a very good and interesting experience and experiment and it is not a very good video game. It's basically a glorified cutscene that you play it. with yeah. your friend. It's like it's like all of the parts of Uncharted where you're climbing trains and mountains and stuff without any of the firefighting. And then there's a bit where there is firefighting and it's not very good. Um and that's that's yeah, that's pretty much the whole game. I think what I enjoyed most about this game, I don't know why I said it like that, is the fact that... Joe's been saying it like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> is that I, I got to play it with a friend, and it was the bonds that we formed mm-hmm. together. As the characters formed the bonds. As, as the characters and as people. I, I felt like I got closer to Joe as a person while playing this game. So, yeah, real quick about the characters. Um, you, you play as Leo or Vincent. Leo is like a wisecracking, short fuse criminal, um, and Vincent is far more level-headed, and calm and collected, also a criminal, um, and both of them are in prison, and they spend you spend about the first hour and a half of the game finding a way out of prison, um, and 
that is a lot of fun. Like, and there are some really tense moments in that where you're like sneaking shit behind the guards' backs and stuff like that, where, um, you know, you could be caught and it's, it's really inter- interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, I know. We there's no, also, the there's same. no penalty for being yeah, caught. Yeah, you get caught yeah, or something and like no you get penalty. a shortcut scene where you put your hands up and then you get sent back in time five seconds. Like, and that's, that's fine. Um, Joe and I never got caught during that. So I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> Just agree with me here. That that means you're really good at games. Yeah, that's what that means. Because you never you're got really good at this game. pressing R2 games. when the screen says R2. <laughs> games. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to call it a game. It It's way more a really long action movie. And... Yeah. That is that is how I've been thinking about this game, um, I because I I was I, I almost think you could treat it like how you treat something like Gears of War or something like Lord of the Rings, where I mean Gears of War is a game that similarly you can and probably should play with a a friend and you have like split perspectives and. Um, like different paths or whatever and you're working towards the same goal and you're building bonds and you spend like a, a long time with somebody else and you i don't know it, you play a video game with them and then lord of the rings is the same thing where it's like this long movie series and you can watch it with somebody else and then you have that you have that connection or whatever and i think that a way out has both the strengths and the weaknesses of being a co-op video game and an action movie. Um, but I mean, what what do you think, Terrence? You 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 didn't play it as long. You only played certain bits of it. So so, what do you think? Well, I played up to you officially getting out of prison, and I also played a scene later through the story, which I won't get into. But uh, first off, I mean, like, it doesn't matter who you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, like. It really doesn't matter who you choose. Like you, you originally you'll start by choosing the person that you think that you like more, or whatever. But I mean, the it there's like I'll get into the reasons for playing the game later because that's a question yeah. that we normally ask. But um, a way out. Yeah, it's it's hard to call it a video game as opposed to just like an interactive story, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. You know, that's always fun to play, and it's definitely not taxing like i feel like if you play if you and your friend playing it you guys don't have to put your thinking caps on or get into a mindset that will benefit you in any way it's pretty much just like react when they tell you to react um i do like so some of the things that are cool about the game it's clearly to me uh, just a tester to see what this kind of game looks like i mean we talked about most a lot of Games not having the couch co-op factor, and everybody knew when Halo 5 came out and there was no co- couch co-op, it, like, hurt the game, like, severely. And, um, like, that, and that, and I remember that being the main, like, oh, yeah, I guess couch co-op is kind of dead. I feel like this was more of an attempt to see what kind of new things we can do with couch co-op. And, uh, the game definitely feels like it was just experimenting they don't it doesn't seem like they put too much detail into really any aspect of the game at Mm -hmm. all yes which is you know it's which i mean it's not it's not bad it strikes me as low budget it's it's not going to like and uh, the game is not a full-priced game Mm -hmm. it's not something that they're 
trying to set as the new revolutionary like everybody's gonna buy a game it, it definitely feels like let's just see how you know viewers and gamers interact mm-hmm. with this game and overall like i like some of the things that they like to try and i like some of the things that they did in it i feel like it can be a really strong foundation for like a sims game yep. i think that would be really cool i mean they have random things that you can do with each other where uh there's like a scene in the hospital where uh you not only can literally sit down and play connect four with each other but you can also like balance in uh in a um wheelchair not not to like drive around in it but balance to see if you can keep your balance and it you compete with each other in those little tiny random like oh we've got time things mm-hmm. which you really mm-hmm. don't have time it, it's kind of contradicting to the story but just those little things where they allow you to just interact with the world I don't exactly know why they gave you so many different options because there are a ton of things that you can do. You can talk to people who you definitely don't ever have to talk mm-hmm. to. They don't add anything to the story. It's not flavor. Like It's literally just you interacting with the world, which is why I feel like in a Sims game, that would be much, much more yeah, appropriate. I wanna, a game that isn't based I wanna on... I want to push back on that I'm just sorry. a little bit because I think that those things, those people that you can talk to and those things you can interact with, I think they are important because... They characterize Vincent and Leo, and they give you more time okay. with these characters and give you time to care about them, and they are fun. I think that the problem is that they aren't paced right. Like, they're always, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you enter a house where you're supposed to be, you're, you're on the run from the cops, right? And you're supposed to be, like, finding new clothes and escaping as quickly as possible. And there's a ton of bullshit for you to interact with oh and, like, God. have fun was... with. And it's like, these things should be around in more, like, times when we're not in high pressure situations but Mm -hmm. that's just a i think that's just a pacing issue not so much with the things themselves being in the game i'm glad that they are they're just not put in the right spot yeah no it definitely makes it interesting it definitely makes you want to spend more time it makes you want to turn this six hour game into an eight hour game maybe an eight hour game yeah and um like but that's what I mean. These type of interactions with the world would be, which be would be things that you'd be like, "Wow, this is so cool!" If you were playing a game that was like a life simulation, because it's like, look at all the things we can do in this game, where it's it's a pretty solid like forward direction mm-hmm. story. You can't really branch off of it like at all, like to the point where you can't go back and like revisit things that you might have missed. Um, like the those type of things being in the game aren't necessarily a problem, but you know they don't. You will be left thinking like, oh, like okay, <laughs> like cool, I guess you know, like and that you know that's fine. I mean, I I guess uh, when me and Joe were playing, uh, we brought up The Last of Us, and in The Last of Us, there were like little things that you could like look at and just be like, oh okay, I can like literally interact with this and like gives me a little bit of insight on whatever it is. Like I like mm-hmm. that. I like that storylines do it, but they don't. They seem inconsequential to the mm-hmm. story. As opposed to giving you more to know about the character, a little bit more into the character's mindset. Which, they're pretty vanilla characters, I'm not going to lie. They don't seem too interesting, particularly. None of them are, like, in a... None of them are, like, poking at uh, a type of characteristic. Or none of them are, like, challenging what you think about this type of person. It's pretty much, like... I won't say that you pretty much get them... Like, you pretty much know everything about them from the beginning, but you kind of do. I mean, you kind of expect more out of them, too, but they just give you what they are, you know, and and that's okay. But like I said, this game does feel like an experiment in trying to challenge what people think of this type of interaction. And overall, I mean, I thought it was cool. I liked it. The story was 
interesting, but I think the ending is some is 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 worth playing to. Ray, do you want to? I I want to talk. I want to talk about the game's weaknesses and then come back around and talk about its strengths. Um, but you haven't spoken in a while, so is there anything that you want to add at this point? No. <laughs> okay. Um, well, then, really quick, the game's weaknesses are. We've mentioned that it's it seems kind of low budget. As I was playing it with Ray, I said this game looks incredible for a game made in 2013, um, <laughs> and it was you know came out a week and a half ago. Um, and <laughs> it the acting is not all it's hit or miss. The the writing is hit or miss. Um, there are there are lines that just sound and feel awkward. There's this bit where Leo says. Oh man! Oh, let's just say it's a long story, and it's like <laughs> you either say let's just say it's something, and like that something is a double entendre or whatever, or you say it's a long story, but you don't say both of them together. Mashing them together, it just feels <laughs> awkward, and like the whole writing is filled up with stuff like that. Um, I digress. Um, other weaknesses are that. I mentioned it's got all of the weaknesses of being a video game and being an action movie, which means you have to deal with stupid video game logic, such as, we just had this tool, and it was very important for us <sighs> right now, and now we're in the next scene, so I'm going to leave it at the door and not take it with me. And That ate at me so yeah. much. There was no inventory. There was no which inventory, made, which, like... It made sense in the prison. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But outside of there, like, there is a scene where you get a fire axe to open a door and then you put down the fire axe and then go through the door. Yeah. And I'm and I was like, why don't you take this with you? You're being chased by cops. And there were a ton of things like that. Like as you're escaping the prison, you use a flashlight um, and you use a wrench in the same run. And like there's a bit where you see some guards and you put the flashlight down. Like you turn it off and put it down. You don't put it in your pocket. <laughs> and when you are done using the wrench, you put it down and you leave it there. And it's like, those things would probably be helpful to you as you continue to run away from the prison. Oh, and when you get down to the bottom of the trail and you both have to heft a log so you can climb underneath it rather than just kind of walking over it like a person would do. But because we have to move the scene transition to the next place and because this is a video game, that's how it has to happen. And just a lot of that stuff wasn't super well done. I think that this must have been a smaller studio. Um, this is kind of like the first thing into that. So I... Like, I'm able to forgive that stuff, and I'm also able to forgive all of the weird action movie tropes, such as hyper-intense car flips and shootouts uh. where nobody should survive <laughs> them, and, and like, s bad writing, and, like, all of this stuff that when you're watching an action movie, you have to pack it up and put it away and be like, suspension of disbelief so I can enjoy this. Doing both of those at the same time is hard. Um... It's it's a lot of stuff to be like okay well there's a lot of a lot of really distracting elements that are that are hard to put away, um, and and the gameplay is not super engaging like to call it gameplay is almost too much it it really is like an interactive storybook interactive story um, yeah but yeah I guess that that pretty much uh, is the end of my list of its weaknesses. I'm going to. Um add to the weakness of just 
like in all those aspects i said it before but it just feels like they didn't take time with it which is why i say i feel like it's an experiment or to test something Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it almost feels like we shouldn't even take it that seriously when you play through it Mm -hmm. and it's just too it's just too far into this world for us to compare this game to really any game that's come out Mm -hmm. like like it's just there's so many things where it's just like like i'm not one of those people but like the graphics aren't too impressive i mean it looks like they were attempting to make things realistic i get Mm -hmm. it like this is a realistic world like that's what the graphics did for me which is to tell me that this is supposed to be based on the same laws that we go Mm -hmm. by you know and and that's about it they they don't like they don't like do even hyper realistic cutscenes or anything like that. And yeah, I get the budgeting and stuff like that. But usually, if you can't do the hyper realistic thing, you tra- you trade in an aspect that is really really enjoyable. Like Into the Breach, we did not love it because it was super graphics or like super like uh, there's just so many different ways to play this character, you know. It, it but like they capitalized on an aspect that that was able to like bring us in in spite of mm-hmm. different things that they are competing against right. this game seems looks like it's trying to compete in a lot of different aspects yeah. that it's not even competing yeah. in. like <laughs> so it's just very it's very like okay like if i were to pretend like this was supposed to be a new great game i would absolutely despise it i would think yeah. it was trash i'd be like yeah. what are they doing but they almost are letting you know like hey don't take it that seriously it's not a triple so, a game yeah yeah no not at all but I, you you said weaknesses, so I'm assuming you are about to talk. About I am, strengths. but before I do, Ray, do you want to say anything at this point? <laughs> I really don't. You guys are covering everything I want to talk about. Um, I honestly well, have okay, nothing. Before to add. I get into my laundry list of everything that this game did well, because it did do a lot of things well. Ray, what did you enjoy most about playing this game? What are the strengths? I. En- I enjoyed playing this game with my friend Joe. <laughs> yes. That is what I enjoyed the most about this game. And I know that sounds weird, but I think experiencing it, the necessity to experience it with another person is what made this interesting yes. to me. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that well, despite, you know, every it it's, it's still an experiment. All the pieces are experiments. But you got to do that with a friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I thought there's something very charming about that. So, mm. yes, agreed 100%. And now I guess, having heard all of this, my concern would be, how much am I paying for this? <laughs> like, if I have to play it with another person, like, we need two controllers or, or we need two copies? Well, no. The game is $30, not 60 um, which is a really big deal. Like, that's, I mean, I think it was a low-budget game, and I think part of that comes through in the price point, um, which mm-hmm. is very helpful. On top of that, Ray and I played it over the internet. Ray did not have to buy his own copy. He downloaded, like, a demo version, basically, and he can't play it alone, and I don't think he was able to unlock trophies for it, but mm-hmm. he could play the full game with me um, without having to buy his own copy. And we didn't have any real connection issues. There was some lag on some things, but it was not really that noticeable. Um, 
yeah, so I think it's really important for the, them to be like, you have to play this with another person, and they make it as accessible as possible. It was weird opening up a new game on my PS4, and the first thing that was on my my screen was like a message about cookies and then an EULA. Like, uh, it was really strange to have one of those pop up on a PS4 mm-hmm. game, but um, yeah. So, and then beyond that, the other things that this game does really well is it creates pathos with these characters, despite the fact that they're generally pretty poorly acted and poorly written. Um, it really makes you care about them. It does make you build a bond with another person, much the same way that it's fun to play Gears of War with somebody. It's very, very cinematic. Um, that is a word that came to mind and came up in our conversations about this game. I can't believe we haven't said that word yet, but holy shit, the things that this game does, it's very creative the way that it frames shots. Both, both people's perspectives are on screen at all time, but it might like stretch somebody's out and make it bigger if they're, what they're doing is more important. Um, and the, the ways that the game uses those, um, camera angles to, to, in, tell the story even more effectively is super interesting and very cool um the the final thing that i think that they do really well in this game is it's about two white guys which kind of sucks two white guys in like the 60s no i think it took place in 72 um but all of the supporting staff or the supporting characters are strong women for the most Mm -hmm. part like i don't really think that outside of harvey who's the villain um pretty much everyone else who's important in the story is a woman and they don't seem they're not like throwaway characters um they're important and and the other thing that i think is really cool about this game is that they one of the men has relationship issues and i think this is important to talk about one of the men has relationship issues and they don't have, they haven't known each other for very long. They're not like best friends, but they talk about it and they're very open and honest and they're not like ragging on their wives and they're not, they're not broing out and they're not like, they're not being shitty. Like they're just offering honest advice to one another. And I think it's a really good portrayal of men talking to each other in a healthy way. And I'm, I, I like I just hope that anybody who would buy Gears of War to p- play it with their friends would also play play this game with their bro and then like see that and like it's just a much better representation of just kind of breaking down toxic mas- masculinity a little bit and I don't think that this game is perfect in a lot of ways as far as uh, social standards should be but I think that that's a step in the right direction and I would love to see a more developed more like better written better fleshed out game come from the studio down the line. I, I would love sure. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Terrence said, I think this is for the most part, an experiment into what you can do with yeah. forced online. Cold. I hope it does well in terms me, of me this too. type of cinematic I hope people, game. I hope people uh, get something, uh, get enough from it to encourage more games like mm-hmm. this. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like they can do some really fun stuff with this. Like, I, I think of some of the games that I play by myself, and if it was like this, that'd be pretty cool. One thing that comes to mind is Animal Crossing. I'm not saying force co-op, but, like, that'd be mm-hmm. really cool, I think, yeah. if, like, two people could play from their different screens the same, like, town. 
in Animal Crossing or just something like that, you know. Uh, like couch co-op Animal Crossing would be dope. Like just just games that we've been losing mm-hmm. couch co-op. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's something we've talked about on the podcast before, so Yes. Yeah. But thank you, Nintendo Switch, for keeping keeping your tried and true ways flowing. Because in this evolving world, we need you to stay Nintendo. Just putting that out there. I need you to stay Nintendo. I like, support this statement. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess the question that we're all thinking, all the listeners are thinking, I know I'm thinking it, and I'm a listener, so I'm just gonna clump us all together. Uh why would you play this game? Right. Go play this game if you want to have some bro time with a bro. Mm-hmm. That that is a yeah. non-gendered term. Can by we the not way. just call just them, so we're clear yeah, here. We, that is a totally yeah. a non-gendered <laughs> say, term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, if you want to just like have a fun movie-ish session mm-hmm. that's six hours with a friend. Yeah. Nothing too high stakes. I didn't feel like this was too high stakes no. for us, Joe. Yeah. But it was just a fun, if you want to go have a fun experience. Yeah, it was kind of nice to have a breather. Like, it's not a very engaging video game. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's space for that. Like, it was nice to yeah. be like, you know, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll press square when the screen tells me to press yeah. square. And I'm having, I, I mostly was having fun, like, just talking to Ray while we were playing. And we did it in two yeah. sessions, which is like watching two long movies. Um, and, yeah, I think that this is yeah. a good substitute for that space i don't think there's very much if any replayability Uh, um Mm. and it's also worth noting that i did rent the game and i would as much as i want this game to do well i would recommend that you rent this game for five nights and pay four dollars instead of paying thirty dollars because you can absolutely beat it in eight hours at the most and from gamefly or family video or blockbuster your mom Red box. Red box. I understand. Because it is basically a movie, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I I feel like that was Joe's answer too, but yeah. Joe. No, I that okay. was that was me wrapping onto yours. Terrence. Terrence, wrap okay. onto us. I, I would play this game for the same reasons that I would play. Uh, that when I was okay. So little backstory. When I grew up. Me and my twin brother, which, by the way, you guys, I'm a twin. What? Um, Whoa. Uh, my twin, we would play one-player games together, and one of us would watch. So I got really comfortable with watching games being played, especially games that, like, freak me out, like Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather watch that be played than play it myself. And uh, Final Fantasy X, uh, it was, it's, it, you can get an equal amount of enjoyment from, like, uh, like co-signing the battles and watching the play. Yeah. Uh I feel like this game is very good for people who might not be in a video games, but might be really into like l- watching the story, no matter it being a movie or mm-hmm. a video game type of story. Uh, but this game, even if you're playing, you don't have to feel like you have to play. You know, like I feel like it's it's very uh, ki- uh, nice little middle ground for those who might want to know the story but don't want to play the game. But you have the game and you have to play because it requires two people. So I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I also think it'd be a lot of fun to turn the game into a drinking game. Uh, oh gosh! I I don't know why that sounds like such a blast to me. Like just play the story and drink like, every time there's a I bad line said. Yeah, drink, <laughs> drink every time the animation is copied by both characters. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean like that, and you know, if you if you guys are just 
you got a you got a long day of nothing and you you guys just want to hang mm-hmm. out. Maybe you guys aren't, you know. Yeah, it's just like just something like that. Definitely a game that you want to play with somebody, probably somebody you like. I don't know how much fun it would be to play with somebody you don't like. Maybe you can build some to... <laughs> Maybe you can build some bonds with maybe. that person. <laughs> yeah. Go, that you don't like? Yeah. Go play this with your significant other if you have it. If you yeah, have one. Yeah. I think and they don't play video have it. games. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> if you have a significant that. other it. Yeah. yeah. Or like your dad or something. Like, I don't know. I feel like anyone that you want to spend some Just time with have even some if time they're with. not even if they don't play video games. I feel like this could be this could fit uh, a for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I could play this with my mom. I could play I could this. not play this with my mom. And she would absolutely be like really bad at it, but she would adore the thought of this game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the other question that we always ask is of course, is this game worth your Overwatch time? <laughs> no, it's not. No. No. No, go <laughs> no, 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 go hack. No, go go reflect Sombra's hack. With your sword, like those numbers. You can you can also get like quality time hanging out with somebody. If, if you play Overwatch, this is Overwatch is gonna be more fun for you. But you're just if you gonna need get to take different. a break from Overwatch, or you want to do watch a movie but not watch a movie. This is this is a good game. Watch it's, a movie. Yeah. I mean, like, come Go on. Watch a movie. This is a great experience, <laughs> and I think it's worth experiencing. It's not a good but, movie though. Like, 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 um, yeah, I think. And I I wouldn't recommend watching a stream of it. Like I no. I think I think that really kills a lot of the point of the game, which is playing through it with mm-hmm. it, it's it's ha- it's building an ex- it's having an experience with somebody else. And yeah. I think that that is a really cool thing because it's not just a video game that they're selling. Um. So yeah, mm-hmm. they're selling bonds. Yeah, James bonds. So when they say go get a life. This is what they mean. How did is that it? I hear All the right. music. I hear <laughs> <No>. the music. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a way out, and next week we are going to be talking about Slime Rancher, which is a cute little life sim, farming sim type thing. Farming sim. It's available on Steam, sim? and our guest is going to be Ms. Jacqueline slash JBZ, previously known as Jaqueline. J Dog. Jaqueline, J Dog. What was her previous handle? I forget already. Jane Click. Jane Click. Yeah, Jane Click. Uh, <laughs> um, and wow, she'll be here next terrible. week with us. So look forward to that. And it's gonna be pretty amazing. It's gonna it's be gonna pretty be pretty amazing. amazing. Just, just, like, it, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a good episode. Sure. Don't mean to brag, but I have a single doubt. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> I'll brag about her. She's freaking she, she amazing. Freaking amazing. <laughs> She's uh, actually competing in the Owl stop, League next stop, year. Stop, 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 mm-hmm. No more lies, she's, no more lies. She's going to carry... Well, she, no. She, she's she's going to be on the glass. signed on to Dragon. And she'll be okay. on the same playing field as them. So. I want to talk about her in Overwatch, but she is one of our uh, comp mm-hmm. uh, peeps. So stay tuned yep. for that. I won't get into what, what role she plays or anything like that. She can do that herself. It's, it's a surprise. It's gonna be I'm a sure treat. you'll be waiting it's with bated be breath, as you should be. So You're going to suffocate. Since you already met the other two. Wait, they, they already met the other two. Let's uh, not make them wait any longer. <laughs> I'm ending yeah, the episode. Right. This okay. has been Overwitch. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at OverwitchCast or send an email to OverwitchPodcast at gmail.com. I'm Joe. I'm Terrence.
I'm Ray. And remember, you're better than us. Classy. You think Gamefly is not classy? I'm saying Let's... you're not classy. Oh! <laughs> oh no, I am quitting.